Hello, and welcome to The Bite, Hope Brooklyn's weekly podcast for bite-sized spiritual thoughts to inspire you as you center your life around God's great story. Thanks so much for listening. All right, well, let's jump right in. Um, I wanted to start with the book of Matthew. I don't know why. Yeah, seriously, I don't have any good reason other than I think Matthew is a fascinating gospel account of Jesus's life and ministry. And I wanted to start with it. So here we go. Today we're going to read Matthew chapter 1, and we're going to go uh, from verse 1 to verse 17. I know, I'm already deviating from what I said. I said in the last, in the inaugural episode, it's going to be three to five verses. And now I'm doing 17 to start the bite off. I realize I am uh, a liar, one might say. Um, But it's a family record, as you're going to see. I'm going to kind of pare it down a little bit for our purposes, okay? So... Give me grace, because grace is all part of the story. Here we go. All right, here's how Matthew's account of the life and ministry of Jesus of Nazareth and why um, this guy, Jesus, why his story and who he is, is cosmically significant. Here's how it begins. This is the genesis of Jesus, the Messiah, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham was the father of Isaac, and Isaac was the father of Jacob, and Jacob was the father of Judah and his brothers. And that kind of continues for a ways, (laughs) until we get to verse 5, and we hear that Salmon was the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahab, and Boaz was the father of Obed, whose mother was Ruth, and Obed was the father of Jesse, and Jesse the father of King David. Now, David was the father of Solomon, whose mother had been Uriah's wife. That's an interesting way of putting it. And that continues for a while until we get down to verse 11, and we hear that Josiah was the father of Jeconiah and his brothers at the time of the exile to Babylon. And after the exile to Babylon, we get more names and more fathers and siring of people until we get down to verse 16, and we're told that Jacob is the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, and Mary was the mother of Jesus, who was called the Messiah. Verse 17, thus there were 14 generations in all, from Abraham to David. 14 from David to the exile in Babylon, and 14 from the exile to the Messiah. Now this is how Matthew's gospel account of Jesus begins. And it's really an audacious start, all right? Verse 1, Matthew opens his story by saying, this is the book of the Genesis. He uses that word, geneseos, Genesis, which for a Jewish reader, as most would have been in the first century, immediately references to the first book in the Bible, also called Genesis. It's almost as if Matthew is saying, to quote Stanley Hauerwas, that in the birth of this man, we have another beginning, akin to the beginning of the world. Perhaps Matthew is even saying that we have a creation of a new world in the birth of Jesus. That's verse 1. This is the genesis of Jesus, the Messiah, the son of David, the son of Abraham. All of those are really powerful and potent titles. And then we get to verse 17 at the end of our passage, the end of the family tree. And it's also an auspicious text. It details the perfect sense of time that God utilizes in his plans. 14 generations from Abraham to David, 14 from David to the exile, and 14 from the exile to Jesus. 
You're left marveling at God's perfect sense of time. But what's fascinating about this start to the story is that between a really powerful mountaintop, verse 1, and a really powerful mountaintop, verse 17, we have a family tree. And it's uh, it's concerning, <laughs> to say the least. It's concerning. And we could say many, many things about this family tree. But here's what I want to suggest and ask. Why should we assume that God is any less proud of the names listed in this family tree than he is of verse 1 and verse 17. That perhaps God's masterful sense of time and the grandeur of the Messiah's pedigree is not diminished in the slightest by the blotted nature of the stories and the checkered past of, of the names listed in this tree. Which brings us to the fundamental point of the gospel. He's not ashamed of us. He's not ashamed of you. He knows you better than you know yourself. He knows your story better than you know yourself. That moment, that one time, that season, which you think you're hiding from the world, he knows it and he's not ashamed of it. The question I I have is what chapters in your story or in your family story are you ashamed about? What chapters in your story would you leave out of your family tree? Because wherever you are ashamed of something, wherever there is a detail or a point in your story that you don't want to come out, right there, friends, you don't understand Jesus. You don't understand this God. You don't understand what grace really means. Because the grace of the gospel is when the darkest parts of your story no longer fill you with shame and fear. Then and only then will you rightly understand why the Father sent the Son. And I know it feels backwards, but the whole point of the Christian faith is as Tim Keller said once, we are more flawed and broken than we ever dared believe. And yet we are more loved and accepted in Jesus than we ever dared hope. Let's pray. Jesus, we confess that there are many parts of our story that we don't want the world to know about, that we're even embarrassed to think that you know about. There are many parts of our story that still fill us with such shame. But even here at the start of Matthew's account of your life, it's as if Matthew is telling us we don't have to be afraid anymore. We don't have to be ashamed. Look, look at the names in this story. Each one of them has dark past. Each one of them has scars, and you don't have to be ashamed of it. That's precisely why Jesus was born into this family tree. That's the exact reason. He's not ashamed of it. He's not ashamed of you. He came for no other purpose than to kiss your scars and clean them up. That's why he's here. So would you cast out our fear? Would you give us courage to step into the light? And to know that it may sting for a second, but it heals. Your light warms and brings to life and heals. Let us not be ashamed of our stories, because you're not. Your power is made perfect in weakness, Lord. Teach us that. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of The Bite. 
find out more about the mission and ministry of Hope Brooklyn and to subscribe to our other podcasts and lots more, visit us online at www.hopebrooklyn.org.